welcome to Whole Brain Teaching, the podcast. Join your host, Rhonda Arl and Laura Forehand. We want to help you as teachers reach your full potential by keeping you up to date with all the latest and best Whole Brain Teaching strategies. Whole Brain Teaching is a grassroots educational reform movement founded by Coach Chris Biffle, Jay Vanderfin, and Chris Rexstad. Whole Brain Teaching's goal is to create peaceful classrooms through orderly fun. To support the podcast, please like and share with other teachers. Thank you for listening and enjoy the podcast. And now, here are Laura and Rhonda. Welcome to Holbrain Teaching, the podcast. I'm Rhonda Arlt, and we are glad that you are listening here today. I'm with my Holbrain Teaching bestie, Laura. How are you doing, Laura? I'm doing pretty good. It was actually a pretty full day. I had a both uh, sections of second grade, but we made it thanks to Holbrain Teaching. And I'm telling you what, if it wasn't for Holbrain Teaching, I'm not sure I could have all those kiddos in one classroom, but it does make a huge difference. So I can imagine. So, yeah. Good deal. Yeah. So uh, today we are continuing our conversation with Holbrain Teaching founder, Coach Chris Biffle. This has truly been a life-giving conversation for both Rhonda and I. Um, climbing upward, self-care for teachers of beloved rascals. That is what this whole podcast series is titled. And I say it's life-giving because we are hearing from so many teachers that this is much needed right now. And it is really speaking to them as they navigate beloved rascals. We have discussed the four thought patterns of teachers with beloved rascals, deep or dark red thoughts, red thoughts. And today we are going to talk about green thoughts, four steps for escaping the beloved rascal mind trap. I'm intrigued. Coach, welcome back to the podcast. We are so excited and can't wait to dive into this topic today. Fantastic, ladies. It's just thrilling to be able to do this and address a great need in education. Absolutely. You and I and all three of us and others have spent decades helping teachers help beloved rascals. Let's spend a little time helping the teachers themselves. Right. Uh, what do you say, Rhonda? Is that, is that a pretty good idea? Yeah, much needed and overdue. Yeah. All right, overdue. I'll take that. Okay, so the uh, pattern today is we're going to talk about green thoughts, four steps, only four steps, for escaping the mind trap that beloved rascals put us in. Mm. They don't put us in a mind trap on purpose, Laura. But when the day's over, we're circling round and round and round in unpleasant thoughts. Am I talking your language, my dear Laura? You are speaking my language, Coach. You're probably looking at all the great hairs I have. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I've read at least you've got hairs. Um uh, <laughs> Let's let's uh, start with a review. We're saying that there are four kinds of thoughts that we can have, 
And I imagine teachers are driving home after school um, and they need some ways to cheer up before they step in the front door. Mm -hmm. So there's four kinds of thoughts. A dark red thought is when you're just totally at a loss, you think about the past with Wild Jack, no progress. You think about the present, it's a lost day. And you think about the future, there's no hope. That's a dark red thought. Mm -hmm. And as we pointed out, that's all a lie. We are painting everything with the dark red brush. And we've talked about ways to clear that up. Not quite so bad, Rhonda, but dangerous are red thoughts where we're just thinking today was a lost day. We're not overgeneralizing, but we're looking at the day. And Rhonda, what happened today was Wild Jack tore up his math desk, rolled on the floor, and then wasn't satisfied with that. He trashed his classroom. So you're coming home after that experience, Rhonda, and you're feeling like lost day. Have you ever been in, in those shoes, my good friend? Unfortunately, yes, and on many occasions. Many occasions. <laughs> All right. Now, we said last week that the problem with red thoughts is they can spiral quickly down, Laura, mm -hmm. into the dark red pit. Right. He trashed the classroom today. Boom. I've never made any progress with him. Past. Mm -hmm. Future. There's no hope. So the problem with red thoughts is, is that they just grow out of control. And they pull us down in despondency, which is the last place we need to be, Laura, if you have a wild jack. Right. Can't meet their despondency with yours. Mm -hmm. So explain the problem with red thoughts, which are better than dark red, but they have a, a dangerous trigger there. Go ahead. Right. So the red thoughts, you know, they're not as dangerous because you're really just thinking about today, about wild jack. But the thing that can happen is you can spiral. They can spiral into those dark red thoughts, and which is which is all encompassing, right? And you feel like you're just there's no hope. So we don't want those red thoughts to become dark red thoughts. And we said at the end of the last webcast podcast that there is an immediate solution. Think about Wild Jack as your alpha hawk would. An alpha hawk is someone in your life that you know, or someone historically famous that lives for others. So as soon as you hit that dark red, red pattern, start thinking about Wild Jack from the point of view of your grandma, or Cesar Chavez, or Mother Teresa. Mm -hmm. That's an instant fix. Rhonda, who's your alpha hawk? You had a bad day with Wild Jack, let's say. How would your alpha hawk want you to think about Wild Jack. Go. Well, I would think my alpha hawk would want me to see more of the positive side. Think about um, the good things of Wild Jack and not focus in on those negative issues because, you know, every child has some goodness and shows good things in the classroom and we need to focus in on those a little more. Wow. Laura and I are giving you a 10 finger woo right now. Woo. Because that is a great segue without rehearsal 
to today's topic, green thoughts, four steps for escaping the beloved rascal mind trap. So here we go. Step number one, you have a mind movie about Wild Jack that you play over and over and over in your mind. Well, edit that movie. Think about Wild Jack when he runs to greet his grandma. Oh, that's beautiful. Think about when he's working hard on his drawing of a rocket ship. Oh, that's a beautiful green thought. Think about Wild Jack early in the year, picking up some trash on the playground for Pete's sakes. So step number one is play the mind movie of Wild Jack at his best. Explain, Laura, how we want to see this kid who is at his deepest core and think that over and over again. Step one, Wild Jack at his best mind movie. Explain that, Laura. Yeah, so playing that mind movie, kind of like Rhonda just said, it's finding those, um, even those very small moments in Wild Jack's day that he did, or not even the day, because you said, right. think about the beginning of the year. Yeah. Um, just, you know, it can be any time. Think of those times that Wild Jack was kind and helpful and giving. Um, so when you're when you're playing that mind movie, you want to play it where you're seeing that beloved rascal at their best. Yes. Now, Laura, you've got uh, any number of wild jacks, but we'll just pick one wild jack. Uh, tell us about wild jack at his best. Little images, little pictures, little moments, a green thought mind movie. Go, Laura. So wild jack at his best um, today helped another student when they were struggling with some phonics work. Mm -hmm. So he actually went over and helped another student. That's, that's the real wild Jack. I want you to think that wild Jack has some acquired habits, but he has a green core. Every kid is born and stays innocent. <laughs> They can pick up some bad habits. But Jack, at his core, Laura, is a kid who wants to go over and help kids with their phonics and in other ways. Mm -hmm. All right. Step one, see Wild Jack at his best. And understand, when you're thinking red and dark red thoughts, those are lies. When you're thinking green thoughts, that's the truth. That is him at his best. Step one. Step two, Rhonda, as you know, it helps us to talk about things. It helps us to journal. But you're driving home, Rhonda, alone in the car. I want you to start something we call an oral journal. Just say it out loud. The problem with thinking about Jack, Rhonda, is you can go round and round and round. But when you think about Jack, that's an endless spiral. But when you say it, when you talk it, that has all the benefits of sharing with someone else, 
and have all the benefits of writing down because you're not going to say the same thing over and over and over again. That's an oral journal. Rhonda, explain this lovely new idea of an oral journal. Go. Okay. Thanks, Coach. Well, this oral journal is allowing us to say these um, thoughts to get them out. Since we're driving down the road um, on our way home, we can't write them. So we are saying them out loud in order to get those out. And we can't repeat that same thought just as if we were writing it in a journal. We can't repeat the same thoughts over and over. Well, let's talk to our dear friend, Laura. All right, Laura, you're driving home after today. And I want you just to talk out loud your thoughts and you can identify them as a green thought or a red thought or a dark red thought. Just do the oral journaling, but talk out loud. And this is why it's important, ladies, listen to me. When you say it out loud, you're accessing two important parts of the brain, speech centers and listening centers. Mm. And in whole brain teaching, we believe the more the brain, the better. So, Laura, access to other healing brain areas, speaking and listening. Talk out loud about Wild Jack. Stream of consciousness, but try to identify the nature of the thoughts. Go ahead. Okay. So, if I had to speak out my oral journal, um, I would say that probably yesterday with my Wild Jack, I was having some pretty red thoughts. Uh, it was a rough day and, you know, I, I just felt like we were, it was a lost cause. Um, today coming in, I had some red thoughts because we, we had some hiccups at the beginning of the day, a little shouting out, a little not following directions, but then I saw some green thought, you know, and then I had started having some green thoughts because I saw him actually, he was done with his work and he went over to help some other people that were needing work, some help with their phonics work. So I love the fact that, you know, I was going from the beginning of the day where I was having some red thoughts to really seeing a transition into some green thoughts as I saw him helping others. All right. Now, listen, I want you to do that deliberately in the car or in your bedroom or wherever. We're all busy. Journaling is a bit of a chore. Journal if you can. Talking to your spouse may be a bit of a chore because he may be working on his own red and dark red thoughts after a tough day at work. So the oral journal, Rhonda, gives us another powerful tool to stay out of red spirals. Explain how delighted you are, Rhonda, that you don't have to spend any money to buy a journal (laughs) or pay a therapist. Teachers are spending money right and left, so I don't want to spend money on a journal. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Step one, remember, is make a Wild Jack green movie. Step two, speak your thoughts. Speak them out loud because you're trying to break that red spiral. Now, step three, we want you to visit... Alpha Hawk Island. Now, one of the great psychologists of all time, C.J. Jung, a colleague of Freud, recommended something called guided imagery. 
that we are using to this day. And what it does is it accesses the healing powers of your imagination. So we say, go to Alpha Hawk Island and shout your red thoughts to the wisdom cliff and the wisdom cliff will give you echoes back that help you see things rationally. And Laura, you are going to be delighted to know that we have discovered another healing location on Alpha Hawk Island. All I want to hear from you, girl, is, Coach, tell us what it is. Coach, <laughs> right now, we want to hear about it. <laughs> I want to give it to you right now. Come on. All right. This is step three. On Alpha Hawk Island, Rhonda, there's a, a two-tree grove, two trees. One is a thorn tree. Rhonda, when you sit up in the thorn tree, you say, poor me, poor me, poor me, poor me. Mm -hmm. Poor me because I've got Wild Jack. Poor me because my colleagues have their own Wild Jacks. Poor me because my principal is coming in tomorrow and has no understanding of Wild Jack. In the thorn tree, Rhonda, you just do poor me. So Rhonda, think back to your days in the classroom, sit in the thorn tree, and give us poor me blank because blank. Go ahead. Okay. All right. I've been in this thorn tree many times. Poor <laughs> me. me I've, seen, <laughs> I've seen to have all the beloved rascals in my room, none of the other ones. Yes. Poor me because I'm getting no support from home. I'm getting no support from my administrator. Poor me because I can't seem to find a way to get to this beloved rascal. That's beautiful. Laura, I know you don't like to, but take a take a perch in the thorn tree and give us Laura's version of for me. Go, girl. Uh, what Rhonda said sounded very similar to mine. So I would say for me because I'm not getting any parent support at home for me because um, it just seems like there's a lot of strife maybe between staff members sometimes for me because I just have so much work on my plate and I don't know how I'm going to get everything done. Now, Laura, listen to your coach. It's one thing to cycle through these self-pitying thoughts. It's a much better thing to say, I'm on Alpha Hawk Island. I'm sitting in the thorn tree and I'm going to pour me. In other words, you're identifying the emotion, shaping the emotion, and having the emotion deliberately instead of inflicting it on yourself. That's all quite a mouthful, Laura. <laughs> the best, right. shortest, clearest version of that you can. Well, it's just a matter of sitting in that thorn tree and having pity on myself for all my circumstances. Yeah. And not really seeing any light at the end of the tunnel. Yes. Now, Rhonda, I can tell by the look on your face, you desperately hope there's some other tree in the two tree grove. And you're right. The other tree is the blossom tree. And I want you to visualize it as full of all of your favorite 
flowers. When you sit on one of the blossom tree branches and visualize yourself, you know, you love to climb trees as a little girl. Visualize yourself in the blossom tree and you now say, blessed me because. And that's all you can think in the blossom tree. Again, we said don't count your blessings, live inside your blessings. So you're now, tough day with Wild Jack, sit in the blossom tree and give us blessed me because. This is step three, go ahead. Okay. So blessed me for getting to work with children. Um, blessed me for being in um, an environment that is not completely negative all the time. Good. Blessed me for um, having the support of my whole brain teaching friend that supports me when things get bad. Very good. Laura, uh, sit in the blossom tree. I can just see you as a little girl scurrying from one of those trees to the other, climbing up in the blossom tree. Blessed me because, go, my dear Laura. Blessed me because I really can see a change from the beginning of the year until yeah. now. Um, blessed me because I do have a teaching partner who does full brain teaching which makes it so much more consistent between the two classrooms. Blessed me, as Rhonda said, that I have a whole brain teaching best friend who listens to me whenever I need a shoulder to cry on. And blessed me for having a whole brain teaching community that um, is willing to answer my questions no matter how, you know, silly I might think they are. That's beautiful. All right, ladies, four steps to get stronger green thoughts. Step number one is a mind movie where you see Jack at his best, and that's the true Jack. Step number two, oral journal. Talk and hear yourself talk so that you're not cycling round and round and round through red thoughts. Step three Use this Jungian guided imagery and start to gain control over your mind where you're switching your mind on purpose. Switching from poor me thoughts to blessed me thoughts. And then step four. Laura, you're going to be so happy to hear that hanging on a branch in the blossom tree is your alpha hawk goggles. <laughs> and my dear friend, when you put on the alpha hawk goggles, you see the deep, green, beautiful parts of Wild Jacks and everybody else's personality. So with your Alpha Hawk goggles on, you think about Jack in a way that your Alpha Hawk would think about. And we've talked about this pattern now, but now we've got some Alpha Hawk goggles. You think about Wild Jack from the point of view of someone who lived for others. Laura, I want you, even though it's 
not in a video. I want you to physically put on your Alpha Hawk goggles and then just talk to us about how you see Wild Jack from your Alpha Hawk's point of view. Go, my good friend. Okay. I'm putting on my Alpha Hawk goggles. Good. And it really, I just have to go back to what you said, Coach, because I wrote this down as you were talking and I circled it because I think this is paramount where you said green is the truth and our beloved rascals are green at their core. Yep. So I think my beloved, or excuse me, my alpha hot goggles help me to see the green that is has been there all along. It helps me to see that this child's uh, behavior is communication, that he or she needs me to take some time to work on our relationship. They need to know that I care. I can see how kind they are. I can see how helpful they are. And it causes me to reflect on what I can do to help foster that even more in the classroom. Rhonda, think back to one of your all-time indelibly unforgettable wild jacks. Put your alpha hawk goggles on and see him from the point of view of your alpha hawk. Go, my good friend. Okay. Putting these alpha hawk goggles on. I'm seeing my beloved rascal um, that I need to take more patience with him. I mm. need to develop that relationship more with him. Get to know him better. Know what he likes and what he doesn't like. Um, I need to be aware of maybe more things that trigger him so that I can keep these goggles focused on those dark green thoughts instead. Yes. All right. My friends, four steps for escaping the beloved rascal mind trap. Step number one, think about Wild Jack at his best, make a new edited mind movie. And this is the truth about Wild Jack. Step number two, don't keep the stuff bottled up inside. Talk it. You may have a chance with your spouse on a lucky day when <laughs> they just don't get it. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> but who wants to listen to your red thoughts every single day, day after day? Spare that <laughs> beloved spouse and start speaking your thoughts so you can hear it and say it and not go in circles. Spend some time with the healing powers of your imagination. Deliberately say, poor me, out loud so you can hear it. Poor me, poor me, poor me, till you're sick and tired of the poor me. Visualize yourself going over to the blossom tree. And Laura, your blossom tree is different than Laura's, uh, than Rhonda's blossom tree is different than mine. And talk about blessed me. And then cap it off, my friends. Take the alpha hawk goggles off of the blossom tree branch and see your beloved rascals from the point of view of the most loving person you've ever known. So, Rhonda, of everything we said today about the four steps, what strikes you as most useful? Well, I would have to go to that two um, grove tree. I think that's what you got. Two tree grove. I'm sorry. And I really like that part of it. 
Because, I mean, you have your little pity party, but then you shift the focus to the blessings that you are living. And that really went, that really hit home for me. I just wish you would have come up with this stuff when I was still teaching. (laughs) (laughs) I was saving it, Rhonda. I wanted you to learn it for yourself. (laughs) But I think I can apply it to my life issues too. So wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. Are you telling me that it is possible that what we're saying about self-care for teachers of beloved rascals might just be self-care for teachers in general? Is that what you're claiming, Rhonda? That is what I'm saying, coach. (laughs) Oh, that would be really something. (laughs) Laura, what struck you from today's uh, podcast? Well, I'm going to agree with Rhonda because I think it's really important that we take some time to, you know, honor that part of us that is having that pity party in the moment. But like she said, then to shift it. Um, But but again, I'm going to reiterate what you said earlier, Coach, where you just said that our beloved rascals are green at the core and the green is their truth. And that. I just, I I can't tell you how much that's hitting me because I think so many times we just want to assume that these beloved rascals are always going to be beloved rascals, but there is, there is goodness. There is goodness. There is green at the very core. And we, as exhausted as we are as teachers, you know, I think Ron and I both brought this up. We have to figure out how we can work on those relationships as tired as we are some days, but it's going to help bring that green core to the surface for our beloved rascals. Ladies, I'm I'm just delighted that we're moving forward in this. This is an area that we've never explored, and I think it's important. It's certainly helping me. But I'd like to just give a little promo for the next podcast. The next podcast, my dear friends, is called Golden Thoughts, The Seven Golden Keys to Spiritual Vitality. I'm going to use a word that I never permit myself to use, which is spiritual. See, we are not Parsons. We are not presenting ourselves in terms of our truest and highest beliefs, but I am going to talk about spiritual vitality, which is crucial, crucial to our development as teachers and crucial to our care of beloved rascals. And I'm telling you, there isn't one golden key. There are seven golden keys that are really going to nourish our spiritual vitality. We're going to do a couple in each podcast. I saw him this morning and it's all I can do to keep you to keep (laughs) from talking about the seven keys, but I'm not going to do it. Laura, wrap it up, my friend. Can't wait to hear those. Yeah, it's going to be great. Well, coach, thank you so much for joining us today. I mean, just this one has really hit me, really hit me. It's been really powerful and I appreciate that so much. And we are convinced that these conversations are going to keep helping so many teachers. 
We are very much looking forward to continuing this series with you, especially with the this Golden Thoughts, these seven keys. In the meantime, we want to encourage our listeners to go to our website at wholebrainteaching.com for information about Whole Brain Teaching. And also check out on Teacher Pay Teachers, our official Whole Brain Teaching store for some amazing resources. Yes. And I want to thank you too, Coach. This has been a joy. And I'll reiterate what Rhonda said. Uh, I think she speaks for both of us. This has been very powerful. And I think our listeners are going to find it very powerful as well. Thank you for making this podcast series possible because we know it will help so many teachers. As we've said, it already has. Um, beloved, Beloved rascals are just a part of our jobs as teachers. In addition, we are thankful for all of you for liking, subscribing, and sharing this podcast with all your teacher friends, as well as your administrators. We are incredibly thankful for each of you. You are the reason we do what we do, and we find great joy in doing it. So until next time, bye-bye. Thank you so much. Bye.